Hey there, Zookeepers. It's one of your Kansas City Kaijins. Brandon, that's right. We're doing another Super Sentai Brothers side project. We're having on guest Sadie Landcreep, who I also work on with NPC Incorporated. Just all-around funny person. I don't know. They do art. They're a comedian. It's just, you know, they're great. Anyways, I gotta go through a lot of stuff here real quick. I will be on a Godzilla 98 panel at G-Fest coming up this July in Chicago on July 16th. If you're going, I'm just saying it because there's a good chance if you listen to this podcast, you know in Chicago you might be. Um, it'd be cool to see you there. It's at 11 a.m. I believe. And as always, if you like this podcast, please rate and review us on whatever platform you're using. Spotify is doing ratings now, so five stars there would be amazing. Or four, but five would be really nice. And as always, if you have any questions or want to get in touch with us, you can tweet at us at Podzuki on Twitter if it still exists at this time. And then you can always email us at podzukipodcast at gmail.com. Who has a lot? Okay, let's get to the super crazy Sentai Times. Off the ground, switch my style like I switch hands. Going to war in foreign land. Fuck out the way, bitch. Back it up. Shit better get played in the palace. Wait. That was. He was. Well, I guess he was just like a smart kid, not like an idiot. Oh, what? Uh, Dewey? Well, Dewey was a savant. Yeah. And Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. They were both. Yeah, he was. He was a true savant. He was a true savant. I thought you were like, the episode where Dewey wrote uh, an opera about Hal and Lewis's marriage. You guys remember that one? I don't remember that one. They had some he, really writes, good he writes an opera about their remember. marriage, and it's called like the Marriage Bed. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's a good title. Yeah, God, it's incredible. The show is so good. I think if I went back and watched more Malcolm in the Middle episodes, I would quite appreciate what they did. It's oh, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's an amazing show. It holds up. Yeah. It's and like every season is funny too. Yeah. Uh, it's really good. People shouldn't forget that Brian Cranston also funny. He's funny guy. He's a funny guy. Yeah. Yeah. Makes you think. Makes you smile. Makes also, you frown. <laughs> speaking, speaking of Super Sentai, back in the day, like the American Power Rangers, he yeah. voiced a lot of the... People were talking about that a lot because yeah. they um they did a thirty episode like or no thirty year commemoration like special on Netflix yeah. called Power Rangers. Uh, Forever or something. Yeah, I almost said now later. It's not that. Oh, then and now I forgot. I'll look it up. Um, but like they had one of the monsters come back that Cranston had voiced originally and people were like, what if they get Cranston for this? We're like, no, no, they're not. They don't got that money. Like Jesse. You do it for the love of the game. (laughs) I mean, he did come, he came back as Zordon for the, the live action movie they did in what, 2018? Was that Mm -hmm. Yeah. And time, time's fucked up. I don't know what year it is. Five years ago. I literally don't remember how old I am. (laughs) I am 21. I'm hot and I'm flirty. That's what I'm doing. And, the whole oh, world ahead of us. Look at that. Yeah. It's, it's the perfect segue. And I'm also one of uh, the <laughs> Kansas City Kaijin hosts. Hey, it's me, Brandon Kirkman, uh, here with everybody's favorite. Uh, I still haven't remembered the the full title I gave this, which is the Super Sentai Side Project with Podzuki, starring, uh, <laughs> I don't know, fucking Nermal. Um, Nermal's in there? Nermal's coming, and he's cute as hell. Let me just say that. Oh, my God. And also, I didn't want to point this out. Nermal is a man. People it's more than a man, he's an icon. <laughs> People always think Nermal's a girl, but it's because he had a, he had a high-pitched voice in the cartoon. Yeah, he's a, he's a femboy. He's a femboy, yeah. The important, the most important. He's a, he was the first catboy femboy. <laughs> and you know what? What he did for future femboys and catboys... He inspired a generation. <laughs> he made so many kids gay. He uh, put Abu Dhabi on the map. <laughs> we're sending him there. <laughs> All right, and then also, I'll pass it to you then. <laughs> 
I'm the uh, I'm the USB cable that Skull Masks uses to charge himself. <laughs> nice. uh, just filling in for Nathan Parker this week. Thanks, nice. guys. Nice, nice. I'm uh, again president and CEO of the uh, Homo Ranger Fan Club, uh, Zach Boyce. Nice. Hey. And then we have we have a special guest and uh, true, I'd say, raconteur. I just, that feels like wow. <laughs> I'm not even wearing a scarf, and you called me a raconteur. <laughs> we gotta bring back raconteurs. Uh, I don't hey, know if we do. <laughs> it's it, it's Sadie Lankreet. Hi, I'm Sadie Lankreet. I apparently give off a Johnny Depp vibe. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry, I gotta, I gotta fix this. <laughs> It's, I'm wearing like 16 necklaces right now. I'm really greasy. Uh, but I do feel like Amber. I mean, Amber Heard did abuse Johnny Depp, and I think I we have to. No, I do just, not. No. We're not doing. This is about to be a whole different. Podcast. I'm joking. Right. I think my, my eyes will pop out. Yeah. Of my head. I was about to say I'm joking. I think everyone famous or rich is evil to begin with, so that's the most important thing. Um, <laughs> Hey, welcome. I already introduced us. <laughs> welcome, again. welcome back. Sorry, I had a beer and a half right now, so. Um, uh, let's, let's just get into it. We're talking Super Sentai, the original, uh, Himitsu Sentai Go Rangers. Um, the, the show that started all, 1975. We're on episodes 13 through 16. We're gonna start by talking about episode 13 and getting to 16, but first we have to reveal a secret, Sadie. No, no. Sadie, we have to, we have to I'm, talk about what happened. to be honest. Okay. Oh! <laughs> Making me do this during Pride Month is really homophobic. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, God, I'm <laughs> shit, I'm canceled. Fuck. God damn but, it. Um, I don't know how to read. <laughs> and I don't know how to read messages from Brandon yep. that say, watch the show before we record <laughs> the show about the show. Uh, well, here's the I thing. I thought this was going to be a movie night situation. I, There's going to be popcorn. I'm going to put this on me completely because... It's a it's a movie podcast we do. It seems like it would make sense to watch movies with people. And I did just text you. We're watching episodes 13 through 16, which is the most vague thing in the world. So I'm not going to be like, oh, you did this wrong. Sadie. Right. I was like, oh, yeah, that's what we're doing tonight. We're watching episodes 13 through 16. And then it made me think, like, well, we probably should watch the episodes together if I could schedule that time. But then I'm like, oh, also, I got a baby. Yeah, big goo goo gaga shit, you know? Oh, big time. Sometimes uh, bibu babas. <gasps> oh. Sometimes gaz. Just sometimes. Well, one thing she likes to do is when we're changing around the table, she just goes, ah! But, like, with joy. And I'm like, I, I wish I had that. Just to have some giant changing my diaper and screaming with joy. Like, see what it, it's it a simple like time. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I didn't watch the show. Yeah. Well, we we <laughs> solved this by... We decided out of the episodes we watched. We had enough time where we could do one episode, so we picked episode 16 to watch with you. So now we're going to go through and summarize episodes 13, 14, and 15. And then episode 16 will be the one you've seen. But I feel like as we talk about the other episodes, you should just like give us what you think would be. I'm going to have questions. Yeah. Because having just watched 16, there's a lot about the dynamics and the, <laughs> the backstory that I'm curious yeah. about. I think this will give us a chance to play with format in a way that oh, yeah. you know, reveals some things about ourselves. A little bit dramaturgical. And the Go Rangers. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I mean, once again, it is Pride Month. I think we're going to learn a lot about ourselves centrally. We have some things to talk about <laughs> yeah. uh, Pride Month-wise, we're, we're going to get there. We're, we're going to get there. We're going to put kink back into Pride with this episode. It never uh, left, baby. It never left. No, it really yeah. didn't. Oh, boy. Corporations, right? <laughs> Terrible things. I just keep thinking about it. You know, uh, I, I just, just a little sidebar. I went into Target the other day. Not a lot of pride shit. Well, yeah, say. you know, you know they, about the whole they, story, they right? fucking cleared that yeah. shit out. And, and, and I was about to, like, 
before they pulled things from the shelves for like evil reasons i was like fully ready to like write my tweet thread of like why it's all ugly this year (laughs) (laughs) this is not even cute i don't like this and then now i'm like how dare they take my ugly merch away (laughs) bring it back i always felt like target was like straight culture anyways very like hetero like it's 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 it feels like the place where uh like they 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 do stratify queer queerness when they're presenting it mm. in their but the thing is it almost doesn't matter because we just kind of need corporations to um just sort of pacify uh, queer culture. Like, yeah, I can't deny. That I can't so. deny that sad thought of like corporations are evil, but they're also the only thing with power right now <laughs> in this chaotic world we live in. Weird. I really want Target to go back to uh, uh, patronizing me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That'd be really great. I think it's important, and then also like it's the thing that annoys me the most about this is that they they pulled it all because of the angry alt right and fucking LGBTQ. Because the Black Cross, yeah, the, the Black the, Cross, yeah, yeah, the anti-LGBTQ crowd, and it's like you realize even if you concede to what they want, they're gonna be like, go to your store, and they're gonna say like, they're gonna find a puzzle of kittens that they think is gay coded, and they're still gonna try to bomb all your stores. Yeah, like they're just gonna pick something new each time. So like, like they, I stand up. They're to mad it. about something. They're gonna stay like, mad about. It. Yeah. yeah, they're gonna find out you like have DVD copies of Dawson's Creek for sale, and somehow they saw one episode where they had a gay character. So like now we have to fucking kill employees as soon as we walk in it's a shame because the gay the gay episode of dawson creek is so important to the culture of uh, the gay culture <laughs> yeah it really is it's sort of like the, the, sh- the shroud of turin of oh, that's <laughs> yeah. oh, oh man no mm. i just <laughs> think about Do- <laughs> sorry <laughs> I stopped specifically to think about Dawson's Creek and also the one episode that's about the one friend that gets locked in with the other romantic interests in a mall overnight. Or no, it's a supermarket. It's actually a Sondheim musical. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I will not elaborate. Yeah. I refuse. This is our Pride Month episode. <laughs> yeah, really sorry. I'm bringing, I'm bringing an aggressive <laughs> Pride Month gonna... energy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. Thank you. Now we're going to talk about Andrew Lloyd Webber and Starlight Express. So this show was really jellical. <laughs> These cats. Oh, boy. Everyone stop singing. They were, they were going to go to the Heavy Side Lair with how much joy they were bringing us, I feel like. Oh, man. I talk about these episodes that I didn't see. Speaking of rainbows. Mm. Right. All right, the show we're talking about. <laughs> that was a segue I was trying to do. This is the experimental format episode. We also had time to drink a little bit and get a little high before we did all this. So I've had half an Arizona iced tea, so I Zach's fucking crazy. crazy. Yeah, I have three fourths of a limoncello Lacroix. So yeah. uh, I had a beer on a school night, so I don't know what's gonna happen. You're still in school? Uh, well, Are you I mean, a fucking nerd. So I feel like I I think about things as, as school nights versus weekends when I'm in a job and I haven't been in any type of schooling for the last like fifteen years. Yeah. No. Oh, there's always grad school. Uh, okay, I'm going to really get to it. Let's talk episode 13. Sadie, I feel like you can just ask us to explain anything we bring up or throw oh, well. in your own two cents. I uh, also respect the process. Thank you. Thank you. Um, this is episode titled The Pink Secret uh, Defeat the Human Bomb. Um, first this is a disturbing episode. It's a disturbing episode, but I was going to see, and I'm going to beat you all too, but I feel like one of us was going to bring up the Devo reference so this is the let's get into the the start of the episode is a bunch of eagle soldiers 
on a battlefield fighting against the Black Cross Army, which is, you've learned, both Nazis well, and also well, the Ku Klux Klan. They're doing, like, a training yeah. mission yeah. that gets ambushed right. and turns into a battle. It yeah. was a training mission. It was a fake battle, and then it becomes a real battle. It's it, kind of exciting. It's a bunch of the, the soldiers, but they've been, like, strapped with robotics, but they have giant red hats that look exactly like the Devo hats. Like, not too far off at yeah. all. They're, like, the two... And they walk like toy soldiers. Yeah. Yeah, they walk like toy soldiers. And uh, they, they basically just walk up to the guys and then explode. So we got a, we got a whole kamikaze dynamic going, which is also a very weird flavor. Specifically to Devo kamikaze, which you just can't get anywhere else, right. let's yeah. be honest. Yeah. Only in Japan. <laughs> hey! Uh, man, some something's going on in 1975 over there. But um, yeah, it's... Uh, my handwriting's really bad where it looks like I wrote Finkler right away. I don't know what it means. Who's Is that, that Seth Rogen's character from uh, The Long Shot? That might be. Oh, finisher right away. Okay, there we go. <laughs> yeah, they do their finishing move in like the first five minutes of the episode. Yeah. So like each episode they have a monster of the week, and this one's Horn Mask. I guess say design-wise, this is getting into a Mothra Paul's Drag Race to talk about the fashion of the show. Mothra Paul's Drag Race. Horn mask fucking looks really dope. I was worried because they they that I'm gonna pull it up since you didn't see this episode. Yeah, I was gonna say talk. I need a picture. Sorry. I was <laughs> super worried because horn mask design. When you see it, you're gonna be like, did they do a racist thing with it? And I'm glad to report they didn't, but they could have easily. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm proud to report. Yeah, they did Absolutely. what we were all. I love racism. <laughs> uh, it, it does genuinely look like. A very extreme contest entry in a in a segment on RuPaul's Drag Race, though yeah. it really does. Because I thought they were gonna do like a very bad take on like uh, some type of African motif, but he's just like a oh, guy that's dressed like that. No, he's fun. Yeah, he's really fun. He's got a very uh, '90s kid core vibe. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a Lisa Frank acid trip. Yeah. He also has one of my favorite dumb powers I've ever seen in the show so far. Okay, so let's ask, say, this is how we can get involved. Okay, we've shown you the picture. He has the staff. His name's Hornmask. Usually they're related to their powers sometimes. What do you think his powers are? I, I, my best guess, first shooting from the hip, he's, it's gotta be, uh, he shoots like a ray from the horns. It's close. He's got a dual beam. I mean, kind of. Does he have a dual beam? No, I mean, not really. So he uses his horns to hear really good. <laughs> Wait, okay. No, I'm like, that was not close. Don't lie. Not even one. close at all. I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, sound, I was like, wait, where are you going with this? Sound is a type of energy, if yeah. you think about it. Yeah. Oh, well, like, so is the vibes. I think I'm thinking of the next monster in the next episode, then. Yeah, which is Skull Mask. What do you th- what, what, what Oh, no, no, this? yeah. It he, is him, right? He does do something does it, with it. Doesn't he turn into a rock? Yeah. Oh, he just turned into a rock. That's, That's the other thing that he sorry. does, is he, that he'll stand on the top of a hill and just double himself over and turn into a boulder. He turned into a giant down. rock, and then you can't hurt him. So, so, as you can tell, their powers completely make sense with their motif. His power is listening to you and <laughs> being a rock. And being an inanimate object. Because when you see horns, you say, I know what this creature does. The thing is, he's very deadly when he turns into the rock, yeah. but he has to have the power of gravity on his side yeah. because he's got no locomotion. And the worst sure. part is then you have to smell what he's cooking. Mm. Uh, oh my god <laughs> alright goodbye everybody yeah. thanks so much for joining this us this has been, been a, a lot of fun episode. yeah thank well, you alright bye yeah. um, uh, I, I love a short podcast joke episode uh, we're still gonna keep going for another hour um, 
I, I do like that. I don't know. I think it's at first I thought it was stupid that when they showed like these mass characters, you can never tell what they're going to. But now each episode, it's like fun to try to figure out what it is because it's never going to make sense. I think the one episode we watched you with like episode 16 with the mirror mask, mm-hmm. that's the only one that almost makes sense. I feel like yeah, out of all these. Oddly enough, that was the most coherent episode it's that actually, we'd seen. I can't wait to talk. I, we got to talk about it. Okay, let's, that, get, we'll get, get going. Let's get going. Okay, episode yeah. 13. Okay, curry count up to four. He ate four curry. Uh, he he eats a fuck ton of curry in this episode uh and this is my opportunity for i've been saving this uh i just i just came from my my brother and sister-in-law's house uh, visiting my nine-month-old niece she's real cute they just bought a house they're getting ready to move got a lot of crazy stuff going on it's been hell for me to get up there to see them I, i i need an excuse to get up there i was like let me let me cook you guys dinner oh that's really nice what what am i gonna what am i gonna what i gotta i don't know how to cook you cooked them up older didn't you I cooked them. <laughs> I cooked them golden curry. Oh my god! Oh. Yes, I made golden curry uh, with potatoes and chicken and carrots and onions, and uh, I did, we did rice noodles instead mm. of rice because nice. they don't have a rice cooker. I didn't want to bring my rice cooker. Sure, right. I did rice noodles. Uh, introduced them to the world of of, uh, of of the Go Rangers, basically. Nice through through Golden Curry. I feel like we sick. we have to break down the thing we said before that makes no sense now, which is Daita the Yellow Ranger. His trait is that he loves eating food, specifically it's curry, and it's been a running joke that they have a cafe they hang out as like secret normal everyday people, and he eats a lot of curry. So we started counting how much curry he eats episode. Hell this episode yeah. he ate four bowls of curry. Because they beat him up really bad, so it's a it's a one piece type of logic where <laughs> if I eat enough food, I'll get episode. better. Oh, yes. And he just he just he gets burned and like they pu- they put him in full face bandages, <laughs> yeah. like the English patient level. Yeah. That's like, very bandaging. like Castle of Cagliostro. Uh, it is that like, exactly. where it's like oh, I got shot a whole bunch. I gotta eat spaghetti. <laughs> okay, so this is 1975. Cagli uh, of Cagliostro. <laughs> Castle of Cagliostro come out in 1979, so that means Maizaki is a fucking hack. He took it from this. What a piece of shit. Well, Actually, that, that I was believe that as a Lupin the Third historian, yeah, an entry <laughs> in the series, um, that they do eat. They be eating spaghetti all the time. Oh, in the wow. show. <laughs> they do be eating spaghetti. <laughs> they do be eating spaghetti. I don't want to sound. I don't want to sound like a stereotype or a racist, but. Lupin and his gang. Def, <laughs> no, that's not more Italian. <laughs> they do be in spaghetti. Def Lupin comedy jam. <laughs> oh God! Finally, my return to stand up. spaghetti. I ain't scared of any zinagatas. I'm just saying. I'm not scared. I'm not scared. Sorry, we're talking about Bernie Mac and. Um, R.I.P. Chicago legend. Yeah, he really was. It's a yeah. bummer. They could have took Cedric instead. <laughs> okay. I should have said that. I like Cedric. Oh, yeah. hey. Okay. Who's a bad comedian we hate that should be dead? <laughs> that we can you gotta narrow it down a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we should uh, say the ones we like. Louis C.K., there we go. It's an yeah, easy okay, one. there we okay. go. Yeah. Take him. He's still alive? He's, yeah, well. That's so embarrassing. I, th- I thought he would. <laughs> I did think he would have jerked no himself off to death <laughs> by now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so episode, <laughs> episode 13, we'll get through it really quick, I feel like. Um, yeah, Hormast just shows up to their base because <laughs> he has the power of sound. And I love that, like, another thing with the show is they're trying to figure out where the Go Rangers' base is, and he kind of figures it out, but it's more like, I want to harass Daito because he's eating too much curry, and then beats the shit out of him, and then the chef, who's also their, like, head head guy. Oh, they're messing him up. Yeah. And they're, like, they're just watching him from behind, like, we can't give away our location, and then finally he just, like, walks off. I just thought it was very funny to, my, to me. So, Yeah. 
That's all I got to say. Um, yeah. Little trick finisher in that one, too, with the fight. Oh, so, yeah, they do the finisher earlier because it's not working, so they have to upgrade their soccer ball finisher. Mm-hmm. Once again, Peggy, who's a true badass, is like, I know how to make an explosive even better. So they have this scene where she's taking apart the soccer ball and then putting a red spiky ball in it. So the, the soccer ball is a bomb that they build every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, presumably, because they always have to have it. You don't see them building it. Right. But they all, yes, yeah. they, they have a new some, ball. They always room have, in the back or just filled with bombs. Well, maybe, no, or, no, what happens is uh, Momo Ranger spins in a circle and mm-hmm. then she has it. Yeah. That's how it works. That's how it is a new one. She spins it up. Yeah, she spins spins it up. Okay, that makes sense. She just has it. Um, My favorite thing is he's like, at the end of the episode, they finally take care of the human bombs. They just confuse them. Basically, is all they have to do because they're robots. That's all taken care of. Uh, The the whole issue is that these human bombs are too strong for the Go Rangers to deal with. That's solved. But Hornmass also is like, your bomb can't work on me. So they have the super bomb. They kick at him like, oh, fuck. And then he gets killed and sent to hell. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite things they've changed is that now that they have a, a super bomb, they show when the villain gets exploded by him like spinning in a fiery landscape as he screams, and it just it does give the impression that they're sending him straight to the hell dimension. Well, yeah, because then so it, they shoot the regular bomb, but a little bomb drops first. A little, yeah, which is yeah. cute. So the big bomb hits him, and he's like, "That ain't shit." And then he's running at him full force, and he steps on the little bomb, and then he dies. Oh. Which I don't. I mean, it's actually pretty fucking hilarious. It was, I, yeah. It's a good like comic beat. Yeah. So we can get to episode fourteen, um, yeah. which I didn't get. I forgot to write down the title, but my title I gave is "I'm Too Gross," and then it says "Amazing My Servant." <laughs> I, I, I wrote, "I wrote too disgusting for you." <laughs> <laughs> so this we're introduced to Skull Mask at the beginning, where he's like getting his debrief from the Black Cross Fuhrer. Um, which is the, their leader who's both a combination of a Nazi and a Ku Klux Klan Grand Wizard. So. Zikaio. Zikaio. Not, not even Zikaio. a joke. Like, uh, Ishimoro, who did this manga and also did Kamen Rider, he made both of these series. He really hated fascism, so he's like, I want to make sure like they're fighting like the most fascist villains possible. So shout out to a real one. Yeah. Um, but they're introducing the villain in his skull mask, and he's talking to him through a coffin. And so the the great leader is like, how come you're in a coffin? And he's like, I'm too gross to look at. And then, his, <laughs> and then his response is, amazing. <laughs> he's like, tight. <laughs> that sounds so gross. I'm That's so, so cool. Yucky. My form is filthy. Don't open this box. Yeah. Uh, so this is, okay, so this is, I think, the fun game we can do now for these episodes you haven't seen. Skull mask. What's his power? <laughs> uh, okay, he's gross. He's in a coffin. Worms come out mouth? No. Worms come out his mouth? <laughs> that made too much sense. You're on the wrong track. Fuck, I gotta get sillier with it. <laughs> you gotta get... Um, he, think more he's, like... He's a good... He's a great fifth. dancer. And that's actually really You're really close. close. Oh, no! You're really getting there. You're, you're not right. You're in the ballpark. <laughs> yes, you are 100% in the he's ballpark. He's an uh, oboist. Closer. Closer. Okay, so... How is that close? <laughs> Here's what it is. <laughs> this is no joke. I'm not fucking with you or making this up. He gets bones and human flesh together in a soup to drink so that he can clone people and hypnotize them to make them do his bidding. But he has them all go to a late night gala slash ball to both like have a fancy party and then do all of his orders when he gives them out. So wait, so he, he has like basically a party where he's like, come to my really cool party and you're going to become soup. Yeah, well, yeah, they, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the logic on this all. <laughs> it's I, very confusing. I, I genuinely don't know what the connection between the soup and like the creation of 
his plan is. Yeah. Like, I, I, it genuinely seems like it's just an excuse to get together and have soup before yeah. you do There's a legitimate five-minute scene where he has, like, a hypnotized chef that he has under his control making a giant, like, pot of stew that's bones made with human bones and flesh. And acid. And, oh, acid. You know the book, Salt, Fat, Acid. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Bones, yeah. flesh, yeah. acid. I just also want to say, when we were explaining this to Sadie, uh, for the listeners at home, you looked so confused the more we got into it. I'm like, this makes more and more less sense the more we explained. Like, oh, there's also acid. And then he says it's too cold, add more acid. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is. That, you should be adding more heat. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I got to say, like the the reason I was sort of saying that you were you were getting closer when you started <laughs> he was a great saying dancer. he was a great dancer and he <laughs> plays he, the oboe is that he also uh, jingles some bells. Right. He jingles some bells. Are, uh, what what is the effect of the bells? It's, I think it's, it's a misdirect. Right? It's a misdirect it's or something. Just to be like he weird. can throw his voice. But it, it sounds effective. But yeah, you know, because like, that's fucking confusing. Well, I, yeah, I'm misdirected confused. now. Yeah. <laughs> but also, he disguises himself as a as a beautiful woman. And when yes. Dida has dressed up as one of the people that were supposed to be hypnotized by him, he dances with him as the beautiful woman and then reveals himself as Skull Mask. And then, Can I just say, that scene is actually fucking, like, Cronenbergian. It is, because they slowly see, like, the hands turning into, like, the skull. The hands turn into the, the weird, uh, the weird, the weird sharp skull gloves. And the sound gets really weird. Yeah. The, the the bells are going the whole time, like, yeah. while they're dancing. It's genuinely feels like something out of, like, the newest Cronenberg movie. I don't know if you guys saw uh, Crimes of the Future. Oh, yes. But it, it, it had major Crimes of the Future vibes. It was so good. Yeah. Also, to hypnotize people, he sends them a record. He basically sends his mixtape to them. He sends oh them a God. mission impossible. And then they listen to it, it, and then they're like, I Oh, he does look like me. a rat fink drawing. I found a great gift to show him real quick. Oh, wait, he's kind of cute. This yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah. Auga. That's, all, that's only once he, he comes out of his is. box. That's the sure. form that's too disgusting to look at. It's, honestly, I am about to throw up. He's kind of cute. I kind of want to give him a little he can also, I like him. He can also cough and teleport, which I thought was sick. Yeah. yeah. Like, whenever he's in trouble, weird. he just gets back in his coffin and it goes into the ground. He's nice. gone. Yeah. Yeah. Even though yeah. we can just... Him. Oh, here's a picture of him when he was dancing with them. It was kind of creepy. Oh. Yeah, he got too close. I guess it's some... Uh, can we talk about some of the co- uh, the costumes and the the weird ways people look in this episode? Because some of the, there's one guy who looks like a Japanese Mister Monopoly. There's <laughs> really another is. guy who's straight up wearing Joker makeup. Uh, <laughs> everybody has an insane wig on for some reason, and I genuinely didn't know why anybody yeah. looked like that. And all of the people he's hypnotizing are like the heads of different nuclear power plants because he wants to get them all under his control so he can explode them. And they're the most caricature but characters. They're supposed to be like normal everyday like people living in Japan in 1975 but they all like Nathan was saying look like Mr. Monopoly for some <laughs> or you, the Joker. Do you think they had like a costume budget surplus? And they're yeah. like we have to use it all or we we'll can, get less next year. We gotta get <laughs> so like wigs, makeup, Monopoly costumes. I mean, you said this was based on a manga, right? Yes. Like maybe they were like, we gotta be true to the source material. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has to look like and a Ishii Namaro. He was a certified freak. Yeah. So makes sense. Full time. Full time. Twenty four seven. I gotta remember the lyrics now. It's too ben Shapiro, help me! <laughs> How often do you yell that when recording this podcast? <laughs> this wasn't like, help me, little man! Give me your energy! It's evil! Um, and th- then he pops up. He's like, I'm here to help you. Uh, let me oh, give you a hand. Slot him down like a little bug. Get down there! Oh man! Uh, I can. 
Okay, this is a weird aside. I have to go. Why? What? If I'm not gonna be like stereotypical about this stuff, but if you're like this alpha male mindset guy who's alt right and beliefs, he's like, I gotta follow the most masculine guy. You would not pick Ben Shapiro, still. Like, we're just going by looks. Yeah, I I, see. I, I have a little theory about him that he's he's really that's not actually his audience, and he actually has more of like the Charlie Kirk audience, which is yeah, like mostly old people mm-hmm. and uh, or more old people than he would want it to yeah. be you know it makes sense because he's always about like tradition values you're like oh he looks like my nephew yeah, yeah he's, he's a good the, boy one of the good Jews <laughs> uh, yeah so I forgot one of the notes I wrote for this episode two of the one that made me laugh looking back which is nice tux nerd um, <laughs> Because once again, they dress up in tuxedos when they go to the party at night. And the Go Rangers figure this out because, like, why are they dressed up as a tux at, like, 3 a.m. and going in a car? So they follow them, and that's when they find out about this whole plan. The other note uh, I wrote was bone dinner yet again. (laughs) 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 Because they have a scene where Dido the Yellow Ranger shows up to infiltrate, like we are saying, but he tries to eat some of the food, and it all turns into bones, and he's like, oh, I don't want to eat bones. (laughs) (laughs) Valid response to bones. My note for that was acid and bones, lol. (laughs) I I feel like the the charm about this show is watching it is really fun, but describing it to, like, you right now, Sadie, if you haven't seen it, is, like, talking about it, and I think you should leave sketch. Yeah. (laughs) The bones are their money. (laughs) They they put the water all over the sticks. We're really not that far off at all this episode. This guy's just ringing a bell. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I mean, just to get through this one so we can get to episode uh, 15 and 16 so we can really get into the meat. Oh yeah, we do. Yeah, they they basically, he gets into a fight with them. Uh, they, They get into the hole, they have the new super bomb. But he's like, oh, I'll get in my coffin to escape. And they're like, no, no, no. And they kick the bomb at him and he dies. So, that's the end of the episode. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so good. The finisher in this episode just like, it, it was, uh, it feel like the, the episode flowed into the finisher so perfectly. Yeah. And it just tied things together beautifully. They, they figured out he can escape in the coffin. For some reason, the coffin makes him invincible. So they built an arrow for the Blue Ranger to shoot. And destroys his coffin. And it is literally like a reaction when he gets blown out of the coffin. Like, oh no! No, fuck! Shit! (laughs) Oh, fuck! I am so crossed up. (laughs) Once again, it is, I think you should leave, basically, when you have to describe this show to somebody. Oh, yeah, a coffin flop. It is is a coffin flop. That's so fucking good. Tim Robbins would actually be great at playing any of the big bads in these episodes. You put him behind those masks, I do fucking amazing. Modern remake, and they cast him as the Yellow Ranger... And there's a 15-minute scene of him just eating curry until he throws up. <laughs> I want that so bad. Master! Yeah. More! <laughs> Tim Robinson would kill More. him. More! Uh, <laughs> also, real quick aside, too. I like that Netflix did that thing where they're locking down on accounts now. So me and Barb got kicked off right right after I finished watching uh, the third season of I Think You Should Leave. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm good. I don't need Netflix anymore. It's done. Yeah. It's over now. Uh, it's so good. Yeah. Fucking stupid idiot. I, I just uh, unsubscribed from Netflix a couple of months ago. I just like can't do it anymore. Well, it's, um, it's reason, not good. It's no, bad now. The and, like, CEO the, was, of yeah. Netflix. I gotta say this real quick. I gotta get his name because I hate him. The um, Fear. The Fear. Well, he's he's a dumb guy. But my, isn't well, Dave Chappelle the CEO of Netflix now? <laughs> no, buddy, don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I was like, I'm trying to figure out why Netflix is doing so bad, making so many bad decisions. Oh, it's Reed Hastings. And I found in an interview recently that Reed Hastings is like, I feel like the only person making any sense and that's doing smart moves is Elon Musk right now. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's why they're doing so bad. Oh, you wish. So oh I don't know God. if you guys have uh, heard any of the 
freaked out at the Elon the new lawsuit against Elon Musk. Oh yeah. Uh, did you get the behind the bastard yeah. recap? Yeah. Like it's the the thing that fucking killed me in this week's episode was the breakdown of him forcing just um not an electrician but just like the building maintenance man to wire electricity to a room that didn't have it before and uh yeah no uh, he insisted on hiring non oh god non union plumbers so that he could get them to do things that union plumbers absolutely would not do guess what if i know one thing about plumbing if you go out of your way to get a non union plumber you are going to get so yeah. bad. There's are a there, reason they're not in the union. There's like <laughs> underground street street plumbers. Is that a thing? Yeah, Teenage Mutant Turtles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Donatello okay. fixed that. I, I had to pull this up because the quote is so painful to hear. If I'm going to read it out loud to you, is Reed Hastings said this interview is the bravest, most creative person on the planet. He is trying to help the world. Uh-huh. Wow. Jesus I Christ. feel Come radicalized on. to do great acts of violence. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, how can you get so many words together and just come to the wrong conclusion? It's so weird that Reed Hastings is also a billionaire. I wonder if there's any correlation with this. Yeah. yeah it's almost like they all hang out. Well, anyways, if you listen to this podcast, Reed Hastings, um, KYS. Um, anyways, that's <laughs> he, he was the guy dressed as Japanese Mr. Monopoly in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> so we can get to episode 15, which I think we got to spend some time about. Because I, t- I mentioned this earlier before we were recording. Episode 15, which I didn't write down the title, but let's see what I wrote, which is, the boys are fighting about the fortress again. <laughs> oh no, that's not the boys. So this is the first episode that... They're back in town and they're fighting. <laughs> Shit. Sun Halo Mass shows up for this for the first time on this episode. He's like a kind of an overarching villain right now. He's, he's, he's sort of like a number, number two. two. Yeah. He's a number two. Yeah. But he shows up at the same time as Rainbow Mask, and they instantly start bickering at each other. Uh, and I love that Rainbow Mask is like, listen, I got a great fortress. It is impenetrable. And then Sun Halo's like, I can figure out how to get in there. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're basic. They're really bickering. Uh, it, get it, keep going, keep going, keep yeah. going. I got more. But I gotta say, so they, it, once again, the beginning of the episode is Black Cross Fuhrer introducing the villains of the week, and uh, Rainbow Mask talking about his fortress, and he has this amazing plan. But out of the out of the gate, I'm gonna pull this up too for him. I think this is my favorite like monster of the week design. Cause yes. You, you wouldn't exp- now Rainbow Mask. I say, what do you think he's gonna look like? Like, say, oh, I think, and, and and I know with that I'm gonna be wrong because I've been wrong every other time I've guessed. Yeah, I feel bad now. I'm doing this. I think he's gonna look like a rainbow, Brandon. <laughs> I think that you're See, very correct this time. You're, you're oh, not, really? You're not wrong. He looks like Wait, a rainbow. Last time you said I wasn't wrong, also, and I was very wrong. Yeah. And he's a great listener. <laughs> That's not what he's good at. Yeah. This is the episode that answers the question. How do you serve cunt, but in a fashy way? Yeah. Oh. And it answers it with flying colors. Yeah. Oh, man, all the pictures are blurry, but I get. I want to find a good one now. Sorry, give me a second. Oh, I man. mean, only the finest for me, please. Yeah. He's, uh, he's dazzling. He's fabulous. Oh, yeah, that's the best I could find. But... Oh, okay, so he's got kind of like a pineapple thing going on. Yeah. He's like a rainbow yeah. pineapple a man with a little beak and then he's got a really cool like spear like a shillelagh almost I want to say. Yeah, yeah. It looks kind yeah. of shillelagh. A lot of melding of the cultures there. Yeah. That's... And uh, yeah, his powers are basically he shoots out a rainbow that really confuses people. <laughs> okay. I'm sensing a running theme here with these villains. Is yeah. that they're they're and, confusing but it's intentional. Yeah, so the two powers I should say are he has a Rainbow he shoots out that's very confusing to people, and he has an impenetrable fortress which is tied to his powers somehow. 
doesn't make any sense. His powers are in there. Yeah. Oh, he can clone himself too. Oh, he can clone himself too. Yeah. So he has he has like three powers. He like shoots the rainbows, and I feel like his his fortress like is one of his powers. Like his powers yeah. that he has this fortress, and and then to clone himself. Yeah. Well, he doesn't clone himself. He he creates like confusing apparitions. He does like a um, you know, from um. It's a Naruto thing, right? A Naruto, yeah. Shadow clones. He's uh, shadow clones. Yeah, sure. Like shadow <laughs> stuff. From, that's uh, what I was thinking of. Hunter Hunter. That's another. There we go. That's a good one too. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty cool power. His plan this episode is that I'm gonna steal the the Go Rangers vehicle, which is called the Vira Balloon, which is kind of like their Megazord before Megazord, but it's like this giant flying thing that's really powerful. Um, he does kidnap it, but I feel like this is where we get a little development for Akira, who's a Blue Ranger. Where he's like, you can't steal that. It's my best friend. Like he literally Aww. says that. I'm like, oh. And it's a plane that doesn't talk or anything. As far as <laughs> we I know. finally learn anything about his personal life, it's that he's in love with a plane. Yeah, <laughs> that breaks Blue. my heart. This also the alternate title for this episode is actually the Aviator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> finally, we have a ranger that's neurodivergent. We needed this. <laughs> so, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, God bless him. He's a sweet boy. He wants to get his his plane back. He likes trains and veribloons. Yeah. So the whole episode is him like sneaking into this impenetrable fortress, which is like this weird craft of like we'll take a boat and go under the force field kind of thing. Mm-hmm. He gets in there. He gets rid of the signal jamming it so he can get the vehicle out. Um, Rainbow Mask stole it basically so he could drop a bunch of bombs on nuclear power plants because once again this is the we're gonna blow up a bunch of nuclear power plants. And this is the episode he says that we'll we'll get enough radiation to kill everyone in Japan with it. I'm like, oh, that's too Ooh. that's too soon. <laughs> Even the other bad guys were like, hey, like, let's you know, <laughs> if you're gonna kill better way to. I also want to kill everybody yeah. in Japan, but like, like that. He's talking to the black like the black cross fear, and he's like, and Hiroshima is like, okay, let's we'll pull no. back. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, no, please stop. All right. Uh, yeah, it's a. Uh, it's an interesting like idea, but it doesn't make any sense. But the, nonetheless, they get their vehicle back, and then they do the soccer ball to them. And RIP to to Rainbow Mask. Really I, cool. I appreciate the Black Cross Army, Army like pulling a Kia boys and like just stealing their vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> Are you all familiar with the Kia boys? No. no. So I mean, boys I know who about steal the, Kias? The Kia it's exactly. It's not yeah. like this show. It's exactly what it sounds like. I guess Kias and Hyundai's have an exploit where you can like, um, you can hack like a remote or something, and you yeah. can oh. steal them. So this has been sweeping across. Like, Holy shit! I mean, they're very we had one in our in our alley behind our house. Mm-hmm. I, I was leaving for work, and there's just a car running. In like the parking spots, it's like a TikTok so, craze, right? Yeah, it's, I oh, mean, yeah, but it it's like yeah, that's sort of how it's spread. Yeah, yeah but it's yeah, it's an exploit with Kias and Hyundai's, I believe, and you can just like some people are they, they call themselves the Kia boys and they just run out. And, so like, I fucking love that. Unfortunately, yeah. they sound fun. <laughs> it sounds you know, great, but it is you know they're like steal they're carjacking. Yeah, people. but they leave the car in the yeah. alley. They can go get their car. Yeah, gotta <laughs> find my. Car. I like the yeah. idea that if they fill with soup, that's fine. Yeah. It happens sometimes. Sometimes you're hungry for soup. Yeah. Sometimes you're on the road. I love the idea too that their their gang, all their names are like uh, Kia models. So he's like, I'm Sorrento. Oh, like, oh Jesus Christ, that's funny. That would be so much fun. Uh, they uh, the funny thing about the Kia Hyundai thing is that uh, locksmiths have known about that for a long time. Yeah. So like 
my coworkers and I have been talking about that for like years. It's like how easy it is to break into a Hyundai and a Kia. And now oh, everyone knows. And Someone now told one kid. Everybody knows. And the I want to say this. Yeah. I want to say this yeah. to somebody who owns a Kia Soul. It's been broken into twice. Mm. Oh no. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, the Kia. yeah. Well, we we know about that, so we don't like keep a lot of valuables in there. So oh, and you have a you, you keep it in the garage. Yeah. Just slap nice. a Ford sticker over something. That's smart. I don't know. I don't. Or, I don't or, know how to drive. Or a sign. Be real clear. Oh no, of course. But also, like, it's a, it's like the Kia Soul, why I love it, it's also, like, one of the cheapest cars you can get on the market, so I'm also like, eh, if somebody runs in a ditch, we'll get good insurance money for it. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, we'll be fine. Live a little. Yeah, have fun. Go with soup. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know why my idea right away is if a group of teens steal my car, they're going to fill it with a steward. There's a bunch of bones in here. Yeah. <laughs> next. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I feel like the skull mask has just soup on my brain now. <laughs> like, I can't get out of there. You got souped. Yeah, I got souped really <laughs> hard. <say> it. <laughs> He's on to something. Let him cook. The soup. <laughs> Kill me! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that, that's basically episode 15. Now we can get to episode 16, the one that we watched together with Sadie, which was really fun. Um, it's You know, there's so much great things going on in this episode. First off, once again, we're introduced to the villain of the week. It's Mirror Mask. He is, looks as you said, Sadie. Uh, Sadie, you described it. Yeah, I, so it's really not clear that that's his thing until <laughs> uh, he sort of does his big reveal. But he, he does look like a subwoofer. He's like, <laughs> looks yeah. like a no, wood paneling box head. <laughs> With like a, you said a ballot box. Yeah, that was <laughs> excellent. Ballot yeah, box. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah. Remember, everybody at home, vote. Yeah. That's it. It's a more than Pokemon thing go, to the polls. <laughs> Pokemon <laughs> go to the polls. Pokemon go to the polls. Rock the vote. Vote or die. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, I feel patriotic now. <laughs> I love voting. No, uh, he. It was really unclear who he was. I didn't understand that he was the big bad until. <laughs> <laughs> Even when there was a mirror motif, like seconds afterwards, I was still like, "I wonder when they're bringing Boxhead guy back." <laughs> Where's Boxy? He's probably boxing it up right now. Yeah, just chilling. Yeah, listening, boxing. listening to tunes. <laughs> just good old tunes. Um, yeah, this episode actually has like some really well directed and horrifying scenes, which I think this is, is a scary episode. Yeah. I feel like if you were a kid in 1975 Japan and you watched this episode, you would be having nightmares about it. Absolutely. You know, it's fucked up. It actually reminds me of sort of like one of those very bodily Star Trek Next Gen episodes where like one of the characters suddenly is disconnected from reality oh, and God. has to like find their way back to yeah. the truth. They're yeah. stuck in the mid like holodeck. Oh, yeah, yeah. Very holodeck episode energy. Riker's like, nah, they're crazy. Don't listen to them. I hate them. You know. <laughs> Yeah, the guy's such a fucking jackass. Which is, it's a shame because it's what happens to Peggy, the pink ranger. Is she like, says like, hey, there's a mirror watching me. And they're like, you're hysterical. Go take a nap. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they literally tell her to go lay down for like two or three days. <laughs> <laughs> you got mirror disease. Sorry. That, that used to be how to like treat anxiety. Yeah. Like, go lie down for two to three days. <laughs> and give, her some, actually, give her some vibrating pants that plug into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> like, actually, if you could afford to yeah, do yeah. that with a job, that actually does sound like a good treatment for anxiety. Like, yeah. yeah. Just give you some laudanum. Oh. They plug you into the wall. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine life. It's not bad, you know, you get a nice view of the mountains. <laughs> but uh, the truth isn't getting out. <laughs> no one's believing her story. Believe Momo. women is what I'm saying. I mean it really I thought you were episode. saying Momo Ranger is a goon. Yeah. <laughs> it is actually like a good message of the episode of like, you guys have been fighting people with superpowers. If somebody says I'm being followed by some guy with a mirror power, I'd I'd say believe him. You fought a guy with horns that could turn into a yeah. boulder. Yeah. You, o- like, you often fight the sun. Yeah. <laughs> There's a certain element of like, oh, 
this is what you don't believe? This yeah. is the one you're having a hard maybe time with? His, Mirror face? Maybe his powers made too much sense, and they're like, that's not how the bad <laughs> guys go. They He's, did make sense. Yeah. 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 He does it while floating upside down? Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> yeah. Also, a note I wrote down is that they had a lot of like slow pacing to let you really like sink in the scenes where nothing happened, but it got creepy. And I wrote down, what is this, Zodiac? <laughs> it's, it's very, like, very... Uh, um, like that scene where she's walking around, you commented on it, where she's uh, the echoing of the the, the footsteps. Yeah. It sounds like she's in a literally like in a wind tunnel or something. Or it's so weird. They play with all of the senses. <laughs> they do. They do. Uh, it, it kind of had. Uh, it's funny you said Zodiac, but it um, there's a uh, it it kind of had um, with Panic Room vibes. Oh yeah. Like, we're talking uh, about the we're talking about the Finchman. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it had it had Panic. We room love vibes. the Finchman. So. I didn't know that was a Finchman movie for a long time. That movie fucking yeah. rules. Yeah. It's so good. I mean, I feel like this one thing I love about David Fincher. This is now a David Fincher podcast. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't watch the movies to prepare. Sorry. <laughs> God damn it! You're supposed to say no. Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Like you're um, gonna say all I did was watch Gone Girl. Thank God. Even though, <laughs> even though I don't like the film Benjamin Bun- Bun- Bunchen, <laughs> even though I like Benjamin Bunchen, Giselle Bunchen, Benjamin Bunchen is such a fucking the funny bridge time. to Terra Bunchen. Yeah, <laughs> but even though I don't like Benjamin Button, I feel like it's like such a crazy range to see him like do that movie, do Panic Room, and then also do things like Zodiac and Seven. I'm like he's pretty talented. It's like I feel like to me it's almost like a, a Mike Miller kind of thing of like that's the same guy who did Fury Road also directed Happy Feet. You're thinking of uh, George Miller. George Miller, sorry, there's yeah. too many Millers. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, he's uh, uh, yeah. His next movie's called The Killer, and that's all I need to know about it. Yeah, The Killer. Sick. Fincher or uh, Miller. Fincher. Oh, that's yeah. gonna be. It's gonna no, be George Miller's next movie is another Mad Max movie. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Oh, wait, oh, the yeah. two directors are doing great things. We need oh, another yeah. one. Yeah, we really do. Uh, total sidebar, but you guys didn't see George Miller's last movie, The uh, 3,000 Years of Longing? I wanted to. <laughs> good movie. Yeah. Seriously overlooked. It was really good. I'll probably bit tour that. Check it out. <laughs> I mean, I just, I just bit, yeah. I, um, <laughs> I'll wait till we get to references and plugs and all that later. Uh, I just call it references. God damn it. Sorry, I had a beer and a half. But uh, I, I'm, no, I'm going to mention this now. It's too late. I had a friend recommend this movie to me, which I'm excited to watch, but I just read the synopsis and I had downloaded it immediately, which is a Safe from 1995. It's a Todd Haynes film, the guy who did Velvet Goldmine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just is a completely insane movie that also is kind of this whole, like, watching... I've also heard that's good. Yeah, it's it's basically about, like, a woman in, like, a kind of suburban, like, stronghold where, like, basically she's been cut off from the world, slowly going crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, I love that genre so much. Yeah. It's so good, just person going crazy. It's a little close freak. to home for me. Yeah. I think I... <laughs> well, that's why we watch Go Ranger so we can feel more sane of, like, yeah, what's Hornman's gonna do? This is what reality should be like. I mean, really, it should be. If there's an issue, you just get a soccer ball out and you kick it at a person, they explode. If you, you do that, you can't get in trouble. It's not a weapon. It's not a weapon. Mm. Yeah. Police officer tries to arrest you, he's going to jail, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, fuck the police. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, so basically this mirror mask is trying to uh, knock off Peggy because he also is smart enough to realize that like she's the one that gets out the soccer ball each time. Not even a joke. They like realize that halfway through the episode. Like, oh, she does the finisher. Now we don't have that. I forgot the ball. <laughs> the ball girl. <laughs> Once again, it is an I think you should leave sketch. Um, You're supposed to be a game tonight. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> but, uh. This is the first episode where, like, Sun Halo Mask is working with the other guy, and he realizes, like, wait, I'm a sun, you're a mirror, let's shoot rays at him. Which, once again, 
first time it actually makes kind of sense of what they're doing collectively with their powers. Yeah. Um, but those scenes are kind of fun, but basically Peggy has a realization, I can get a bigger mirror and reflect it back at them, and Mirror Mask is like, yeah, I'd like to see you try, and then Instant's like, oh, fuck! <laughs> like, it literally fries his brain because he's a computer man, too, I guess. And then he starts fighting with Sun Halo Mask. Sun Halo's like, fuck this, peace, I'm out. And then he, you know, Mirror Mask gets killed by them, so. I do really scene. like that moment where Peggy brings out the, the mirror, and it, like, it sort of expands in size. It starts small, like the size of her head, and it goes boom, 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 and gets really big. And there's literally like an I'm rubber, you're glue yeah. moment where he shoots it at her and it bounces back. It's she's like, I guess you didn't see this coming. She oh. doesn't say that, but she's like, <laughs> It was heavily implied. <laughs> we were watching it all together, and, and when it gets reflected back at Mirror Mask, I just go to Mirror Mask, you dumb bitch, come on. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you should have known. You know how mirrors work. Do you like the mirror, you little shit? Oh, so it's different when it's happening to you. Yeah. Oh, I see what's going on. Yeah, how's it feel? It's some fucking medicine. You can dish it out, but you can't take it. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah, and the end was really sad. Yeah, the, there was like a, a very... So there's a lot of, you know, it's a mirror episode. There's a lot of motif of like, the specter of the mirror mask is appearing as an, as an eye in the mirror, and it's haunting mm-hmm. uh, uh, Momo. And... There, there's like she like picks up a shard of his broken body at the end, yeah. and holds a it shard. up, and the, and the eye is it's there and it weeps a single tear. And I think what makes it even like more fun and artistic out of nowhere is there's no words said. They all just like look at him like, That's, they're like they're like this is a moment for pathos and remembering that Mirror Mask was he's, he's like the last guy who made sense that maybe we'll ever see. And you know what? In a world that doesn't make sense, maybe we need some sanity. Do you all think about maybe it? We all, maybe we all need to look at ourselves, all right? And that's why Mirror Mask is an important... That's yeah. right. You know. Now, because of this, I thought of like the next episode, they should have like a bottle mask and they all get trapped in a room for an entire episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good joke. Sorry. All right, all right. I just clapped myself for that one. All right. All right. Okay. All right. We'll stop. All right. Okay, we should get to the reviews. Shut this down. Okay. So we watched these four episodes... So each episode we've been reviewing this, we'll give it uh, five out of five, you know, ranges for how much we like it. Okay. Um, I would say for this set, we, I've talked about this on past episodes, I'm worried that it's going to get repetitive. There's 85 episodes of this. I don't know if we're <laughs> going to go through all of it. But I'm like, okay, it's going to start getting boring or repetitive. Somehow, I'll, I'll just start off the review, somehow it keeps getting more wild and crazy. Yeah. Uh, much like the kids that I used to like to watch in Nickelodeon. Uh, <laughs> but I stop with these fucking stupid references. It's my favorite <laughs> SNL sketch, too. Yeah, yeah it's really uh, wild and crazy, guys. Um, <laughs> okay, awesome. But it, somehow they like keep upping like how much none of this makes sense, and it makes me like it more. So I'm going to go, this is still like a, a like a four out of five rangers. I'm going to say if I have to cut one ranger out, because we're doing it where you have to cut off one of the rangers. you got to pick which rangers you It's, it's got to be Green Ranger, because like they're developing all the rangers. Green Ranger aesthetically is the coolest looking one, but like he still doesn't have a character. Now I know Akira's a neurodivergent boy who's just a little sweetheart. we got to treasure him. Yeah, he loves He probably trucks. loves trains. Yeah. You know? Planes, automobiles. There it is. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm still really enjoying this a lot. This has been super fucking fun. So four out of five for me. I uh, couldn't agree more. Uh, you know, it's, it's I, I'm actually glad to hear you say that because last week you actually went down a little bit. Yeah, rankings. I think I was at a. I think you I was at a four out of five, but I was at five out of no wait. Maybe no, I'm you went down to a three. Yeah, I, I'm holding you accountable. You went down to a three. You know and, uh, you know, I'm yeah. glad to have you back. Thank you. Glad to have you back, Brandon. Because yeah. uh, Back I'm in all, the gold plate club. I'm in like a four, four and a half range. Like, I think these are really just so fucking goofy. I look forward to the villain of the week. Uh, the way that the uh, visual language of the show has actually 
not really evolved, but just gotten weirder and made less sense. They really kept it very simple at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, which I think we took to be possibly repetitive and boring. And I think they, they, you know, they really saved a lot of fun stuff for the chunk that we were at just at. Like, uh, Rainbow Mask is one of my favorite things. That was just my little Pride Month trip. I mean, so. yeah, yes. it's Pride Month. And also nothing about him made sense in any way or form. But he was having such a good time up there. He was great. He was great. Uh, he kind of made uh, the Sun Sunbeam... Was it Sunbeam Boy? Yeah, Sun, Sun Halo Mask. Sun Halo Mask. Oh, Sun Halo Mask, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> You fucking idiot. Sunbeam boy. Sunbeam boy. He's a toaster. Like, what is kind of Either way, he kind of made him into a little puppy sub for a minute. So yeah. it was... Uh, there was some real bottom and top energy. I was it was amazing. Them. I gotta go back and watch this. There's a it lot of great. subtext. Um, <laughs> their hands went over each other and they stood there for a little bit too long thinking about it. He's like, I don't know how to quit you. Yeah. They're kissing and they're I, I, I missed the yaoi. Yeah. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Yeah. Hey, listen, you know what? fucked up huge because that's what I'm known for. <laughs> I mean, it is my fault. I do want to say again, my text was just like, watch episodes 13 through 16, see you later. Oh, you didn't even say watch you them. You said, watch. we are watching them. Yeah. I was like, me? I'm I mean, <laughs> as a white straight male during Pride, I can't be part of the problem. I'm an ally. <laughs> <laughs> I do all the right things by doing nothing. I mean, like, it's a pretty good point. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, now I'm on that chair. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm glad to be back in the War to Five Club with yeah, you. Yeah, it's, so. it's, it's fun over here. I think we'll we'll pass it to, to you, and then we'll get to you, Sadie, for your reviews. So. I, uh, I think this is my favorite Badger episode so far. Man. I'm going to give this a five out of five. Like you said, I'd like you both said, it does feel like we were all worried, like 85 episodes of this. It's a lot. I do not have enough weed to watch all 85 right. episodes of it this. It sounds expensive. Quick sidebar, yeah. too. It is the perfect stoner show. I had this thought oh. if they had somehow picked this up and took this dub and put it on like Adult Swim back in like the oh. mid aughts, yeah. this would be like probably a legendary cult show at this point. And unfortunately, where we're watching, I, I didn't. They didn't have the dubbed episode, so I had to watch the subbed episodes. Yeah. Oh, gen- yeah. Because generally, I watch the dubbed ones because the voice acting is so absurd. <laughs> it's so amazing. Uh, but yeah, like you said, it's like they're getting weirder with it. Like there was a I forgot what episode it was, but they they did like a first person shot of like oh, somebody yeah, the, the shooting POV a sh- shooter. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, like what? Like it was like uh. The movie I can't remember the name of. But you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. First, uh, gamer. Uh, no, 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 no. The upgrade or Catherine Bigelow movie. Um, oh, shit, it's in my head now. Uh, one with Ray Fiennes, where like it's in the future. It's the turn of the millennium, and they have the the VR goggles that like give you uh, experiences, and then you can like live through somebody else's experience. Shit, I know what it is now. There's this whole like super <clears throat> disturbing scene where there's like a first person shooter like going through a house and killing a whole bunch of people like yeah. at a party. And it's extremely upsetting. Catherine Bigelow makes some fucked up movies, you guys. So anyways, five out of five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Woo! Yeah! No, uh, no, yeah, that's... Sorry. Uh, <laughs> and I'm into it. Uh, just like these past four episodes, five out of five Rangers, I'm not cutting a single one of them. But that's great. That's good. All right. Say, respect so, the Rangers. You, now... You've heard us talk about it. You saw one episode, but I still want you to give a full rating for how you feel about it. Thank you. Yeah, I, f- I feel conflicted. Uh, it feels like if I don't do my research before like electing judges and being mm. like, I don't know any of these guys. That, that girl, I <laughs> guess, guy that comes out in Chicago each year yeah. for when you can yeah. see what judges do. 
I tried to research before it, and I would sometimes, but this one really makes it help. But then you also learn, like, wow, there's a lot of evil judges. Yeah. That yes, yeah. Power. Once you actually look into it, like, oh no, just like in these episodes, there were a lot of <laughs> evil little guys. And yeah. I, I honestly, the I feel like you really sold them to me. Like I want to go back and watch them now because all on archive.org, as we say every episode. Yeah, do it. Just Google archive.org, uh, Sentai or Go Ranger Sentai. Um, is legally up there. You could just do it and then watch all up. It's fun. Okay, so I'm gonna give my controversial rating. Um, I am. I. Ed, 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 it feels like I should just be like, it was a five out of five because it was the first one I saw. I'm gonna give it a four out of five because <laughs> I want. I want them to. I want there to be a, like a big jewel and then they steal it. <laughs> do I just want to watch Lupin the Third? <laughs> I mean, hey, you're not wrong. It's that time period in Japan right now. So the, the jazzy soundtrack was really like, yeah. oh, this is very monkey much punch my is scene. on the mind. He's yeah. in the Zet guy. He's in, he's in the room with me right now. <laughs> yeah, oh, geez. Scared. I mean, he was a contemporary of Ishinomaro, so yeah. Listen, uh, but I I loved it, uh, and I'm glad that I watched the scary episode. It yeah. seems like yeah. it was the cinematic. Yeah. It and like, I feel like we're giving it high reviews, but I think if you watch these episodes, like it was honestly a well directed and honestly like spooky moments in that episode. Sure. I mean, sure he turns out to be a fucking looking like goofy guy. Well, but... we were all reacting to the moment where like the eye comes out of the wall, yeah, and like the little green spot starts to expand, yeah. and like it, it tells her that she's going to hell or something. Yeah, yeah she was like, "You're bad at your job. <laughs> You're going to hell." She What's, rules in honest fear, like for adults too, like being told like "You're terrible at your job. People hate you." No. <laughs> But yeah, I think that's uh, that wraps up well. It's in the Golden Plate Club. I just stole that from Doughboys. What are they fucking going to do? That might be Nick Weiger. Um, I love that podcast. Anyways, for the stupid game section, we're going to... Quit playing stupid games. Go straight into it, because I think we're running on... We're over time. Yeah, who cares? We've been having fun. Um... <laughs> So I've been doing like little Super Sentai facts as we've done this, because once again, this is a running franchise since 1975 to modern day, still going, eventually spawning Power Rangers in 1993, so it's both big here in the States, big in Japan. Um, as we all know, though, the Power Rangers have all these different colors and coding with them, so they have, you know, you have Black Rangers after this one, then you have some Green Rangers here and there that are like super powered, and uh, I wanted to get into some really fun, funky ones, but when, when I'm going to ask you all a question, and I'll go through the, each one of you. Uh, to get your consensus on this, but which of these shows was the first to debut the White Ranger? Um, which, once again, I think is the right Ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! You know, you say that every episode. And you keep holding you your hands up. You text it to me head. all the time in between. I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> and I'm saying, if there's a Pride Month, how come there's no? Okay. Um... Oh my God. <laughs> Okay, no, I'm not going to do that. No, I just, well, you just... I'm only making this you joke... You just did, Brandon. Wow. I'm only making wow. this joke because the White Ranger in the original Power Rangers was really cool. He had a cool vest. He was pretty cool. Green Ranger was cooler still aesthetically, though. Um, but anyways, what was the first of the Sentai series to have a White Ranger? Was it Jack Q, which is when they were all card thing from 1977? Toyo Sentai Sun Vulcan, which was like the first kind of like outer space futuristic one from 1982. Or Gosai Sentai Die Ranger which was a series that was famously after Power Rangers, uh, which was like kind of like a Chinese martial arts-themed one, and that was from 1993. Uh, Zach, you first. Which it's one the think? last one, I'm pretty sure. The last one? Okay. Last one for that range. What do you think? That was also my guess. Okay, and then... Second one. Second one, which would be Sentai Sun Vulcan. You're all wrong. It was 1977 with the Jack Q. Sorry. You're wow. All, you're all stupid. Oh, so much Why? Is you're all stupid. So early time for white representation. Yeah. yeah. 
So wait, they were based on cars, so that means that there's a white car. You're telling me that they painted the car white? That's <laughs> fucking stupid. I don't no believe way. that for a second. There's no fucking way. There's no fucking way they did that. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. He was also called Big One, which I think is really funny. Stop. Okay, let me pull up a picture. I gotta pull up a picture. Your dad, uh, let me just Google Christ. Big One real quick. Yeah, Whoa, I'm like, what I'm seeing. My phone exploded. Oh, me. This phone's getting spicy. This is a great hog. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, a... I really do have to type in big one Sentai first. I don't really fuck this up. And make sure you do an S. I wanted yeah. to, I wanted, <laughs> that I wanted to pull up because lines. it is a pretty cool outfit. Look at that little Oh wait, that's, no, that's very that's very that prime. That's some that extra drip. Yeah, he, no, he's gorgeous. a white ranger, but he has a rainbow for the face mask. It's crazy. I dress like that yeah. every week. You're a big <laughs> one. Yeah. Okay, so here's the here's the next fun one. So when did we have this? Is a little color you wouldn't expect. When was the first Silver Ranger? Oh shit! I know. I didn't even know there's a Silver Ranger until I was looking at this or I saw this show. But uh, was it either Cho Dinsai uh, Bioman, which was 1984, which was the first like cybernetic, like they're cool. half robot, half human mm. from 1984? Was it Dingy or Dingy Sentai Mega Ranger from 1998, which is where they're in a video game fighting villains, mm. but then they found out it was actually real life, and if you die in the game, you're <gasps> in real life. Damn. Just like in Zelda. Yeah, just like Zelda. <laughs> And then Hayu Koji Sentai Gao Ranger, which was like more of a modern kind of retelling of the Power Rangers slash the dinosaur ones from 2001. What do you guys think? Zach, I'll start with you again. First one. First one, you're going to go with Bioman. Okay, what are you going to go with? I'm going to go with the second one. Second one, you're going to go with Mega Ranger. Third one. Third one. Sadie gets a point. Yeah! The video game one. They're they're like, we got to have the Silver Ranger. Gamers rise up. Gamers rise up. Sadie believed in the gamers. You gotta believe in the gamers. Someone has to speak for those who do not have a voice right now. Yeah, that's true. The because, gamers. Yeah. Because their headsets are messed up. Yeah. <laughs> They've been oppressed too long in the forum saying, you can't say that word. Stop saying that word. Please stop. We gotta free them. They banned me from the Twitch chat. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get on Xbox Live anymore, Mom. Um, okay, this is the last one we're gonna end. I did Silver. So when was the first Gold Ranger? And I'm going to give you a few options here. Okay, so once again, uh, Choyu Sentai Live Man. It was kind of a continuation of the themes of Bioman. This was 1988. Uh, Ninpu Sentai Hurricane Ranger, which is from O2. It's another ninja-themed one, which is pretty cool. I like it. Or is it Tokuso Sentai Deca Ranger, which is kind of like a space-themed one, but also kind of like an anniversary show from 2004. I'm going to say the first one again. You're going to go with Live Man. Say I'm going to go for the anniversary one because I'm just a romantic. Okay, so for Decker Ranger and then Nathan. All right, I'm going for number three. All right, you have a point, but you also have a point. Hey. So Sadie wins this. I Fuck. love winning. Um, I also wanted to say <laughs> he's knocking the table over. Let's <laughs> Um I wanted to pull this up, not to show you what the Gold Ranger looks like, but um, they have a character in the season called Doggy Kruger. Oh, no. <laughs> This better be exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> and I have great news for you. It's exactly what you think it looks like. Yes! That's right, they had a furry ranger. Oh my god. Oh my god. He looks like a damn They look like Sonic Fox. Yeah. No, he was actually a Power Ranger too. His outfit actually was fucking dope too. Does he have a tail? Oh, cool. Yeah, he's good. Where's his little tail? Yeah, they what? took it off. Where's his heckin' toe beans? <laughs> yeah, where did the tail go? Is he gonna boop the snoot? Yeah. yeah he's gonna boop the snoot. So I'm glad to say that 
you have both Pride Month representation with this rainbow big one, but you also have furry representation. So if you don't like Sentai, I guess you just hate the LGBTQ community. That's so. right. Uh, mafia, alpha, uh, Alphabet Mafia, rise up. I yeah, said thank that you. wrong. <laughs> Mamma Mia. <laughs> Regular <laughs> Mafia, rise up. <laughs> Spicy meatball. Um, okay, we're just going to get into our plugs and recommendations. Um, Much like I'm only doing podcasts right now, and you should also listen to the one that me and Sadie are on, which is NBC Incorporated, great live play podcast. Um, but I'm just going to have a, a, a recommendation, which is, uh, we saw it last week and we literally just did an episode and talked about it, but if you can see it, go go see Shin Kamen Rider, it was so cool. It was, I'm not going to shove about it for a while. I've, I've been describing it basically as of like if Hideki Anno, instead of making like a political thriller like shin godzilla 2016 was he's like what if i just made like a kill bill film where it's just like really over the top action set pieces and it was also common writer that sounds sick it, it yeah. pushed all my buttons just right that's all i'm gonna Fuck say yeah without getting into too many gross details <laughs> uh hmm. oh okay uh me and my partner went to the art institute of chicago today oh hell yeah it was wonderful uh we have a membership I'm recommending the membership. Ooh. There's a membership hour from 10 to 11. If you if you pay for the membership, it lasts you Get free year. coffee in the lounge. And you just, there's nobody there. That sounds That's wonderful. And as some, yeah, and you know, because people generally are a nightmare. And it's nice to not have a lot of them around. So it was just a real treat to be able to look at stuff. Wow, sold. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it is one of the best art museums slash like places in the nation, maybe even in the world. I worked there famously for a year and it was a really bad job. Aww. But I also love the Art Institute so much that it's completely separated. And all the people that I didn't like were fired because they were really bad at their job, too. Hey. Oh, man, good times. That, yeah, that's that's what I got. Yeah. Get, the, get the membership, you know, support... Uh, museums yeah art institute's an amazing place it's uh i feel like we uh, we used to do the membership but we're going to get one again when phase older mm. um so we can show her what all the terrible things that artists are doing and not to do that um mm. it just hurts you should go into being an electric like an electrician um yes i think it's very important learn a trade yeah learn a trade don't do the arts um well i'm just getting to the summary of five easy pieces at this point right now well, art is dead yeah <laughs> Also, you know what? Go see five of these pieces. One of Jack Nicholson's good movies. So. <laughs> okay, that's it. The, the, I I stole your recommendation of that. I'm sorry. No, you just co-signed it on it. I yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. Um, I'll leave that then to you or you. I'm pointing to say your Nathan, by the way. Uh, all right. I guess it's me. Uh, I want to go back a second to when I started talking about uh, that movie that I couldn't remember the title of. It was Strange Days, directed by Catherine Bigelow. It's a banger, takes place around the turn of the millennium, futuristic technology, very dystopian. It's got Tom Sizemore, it's got Ray nice. Fiennes, it's got R. Angela R. Bassett, it's Ooh. got Juliette Lewis. Ooh. It's a fucking great time. Vincent D'Onofrio as well. Oh, Vinny G. Um, but I have a Pride Month recommendation, you guys. I'm going to take us all the way back to 1980. It's oh. a little film by a fella named... Bill Friedkin, ooh, uh, starring a little fella named Al Pacino, is called Who Cruising. Are? USA, uh, 
Nope. No. Just <laughs> just regular. Regular gay cruising. Regular nice. style. Uh, this movie is fucking sick. It takes place in New York in 1980. It's released in 1980. Um, so I guess it takes place in the late 70s. But it really does capture the gay scene in New York in the late 70s, um, pre-HIV, uh, the way that we remember it, etc. Um, it's got an incredible Pacino performance. Uh, it has a shockingly amount of explicit gay content. Oh, hell yeah. And especially for an American film of any era, but particularly one that came right at the end of the 70s, it's a phenomenal document of gay culture, even if it's directed by and stars a straight man. It's it's really great. Uh, so, cruising. Yeah. Check it out. You know what? I'm going to piggyback again. Sorry, I'm going to keep being a jackass. Do it. But I forgot that they have Shinjuku Boys on the Criterion Collection right now, but also easy to kind of download online, which was, uh, I believe it was either late 80s or early 90s of a documentary about... Uh, Two trans couples living in Japan at the time and like just oh, getting into their daily life. What's yeah. it called? It's on Shinjuku Boys. It's on Criterion, Criterion? Streaming right okay, now. Because I got that. I got. Yeah. I got. Oh, I got my Criterion. Oh, oh, yeah. Buddy, listen. You listen to this. You either have a weird uh, neurodivision obsession with Tokusatsu like you do, or you have a Criterion collection. Wait. Oh my god. Oh. I should. I should have let you close. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Top that bitch. I, Whoa. Here I go. Yeah. Got a plug NPC Incorporated podcast Ooh. podcast good podcast funny. Really? Yeah. We just got back to after a little break and the episode was really fun. Yeah, we're back. We're back in it, baby. We're back in We're the so deep. back. <laughs> oh, so back. Let's go. Sorry. Um, my recommendation this is this is a nightmare because I uh I've Really, just been watching Vanderpump Rules from the first episode, <laughs> oh, no. trying to catch up to where the controversy is. Mm. Um, I guess my how's heart... that going for you? Oh, I, I am insane now. Uh, oh, yeah, everywhere right. I look, I see uh, rosé and <laughs> Botox, and I'm fully losing my mind. Mm. Um, but I guess through all of that, something I can recommend to everybody in in good faith would be um, Wintergreen uh, Lifesavers. Yeah, yeah, they're good. The sugar free. Nice. Turn out the lights. Look in the mirror. Chomp one down. Yeah. Oh. Yes, sparks. Yeah, that's a good time. That's fun. That's that's attainable magic. I think any like kid that was told that because I remember very specifically when I was six or seven, my mom told me about that. I was like, "Fucking no way! You're lying!" <laughs> and then she's like, "You know, okay, let's go." We went to the bathroom, turn off the lights, and I'm like, "Whoa!" It's, when you feel powerless in this capitalist hellscape, you gotta remember you can do one thing. Yeah. You can make sparks in your mouth. Yeah. You have a power. Yeah. Use it. Hold on to that power. Yeah. <laughs> Some people say it's the little things, but that's not a little thing. That it's sparks thing. in your mouth, baby. It's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. When you live alone <laughs> and you got no friends, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty nice to have a mirror and some wintergreen lifesavers. Uh, well, I don't know. I just saw an episode about the dangers of mirrors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah. I'd go home to my empty apartment filled with mirrors and be like, I can't wait to see the green dot on the wall tonight. This is going to be the day that you really regret decorating your apartment exclusively with mirrors. Oh my god. And That's a mirror wolf thing going on. I don't know what that means, but it's what's happening. You didn't have to share that on the pod. Oh, okay. Listen, if we can start talking about home decor, this could go another two hours. Yeah, it's true. It's important. I mean, like I said, we're going to redo the basement. and I I can't get into it right now. I might be losing the bar. Um... (laughs) I I'll take like, it. Yeah. I got room. <laughs> I feel like it's the way to end the episode here. Uh, I think, me. as always, we'll do our, our sign off, but which is like, uh, you know, when life gives you an issue, give, give them the soccer ball. 
Give him the soccer ball. Give him the soccer give ball. The soccer ball. Yeah, give him the soccer ball. We regret that you have not yet complied with our order. This show has been brought to you by Machine Culture. The words get stuck in my throat. <laughs>